0: Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Billboard.com Pop Shop Podcast. My name is Keith Caulfield, and I am the co-director of charts at Billboard. Joining me, as always, is Billboard.com senior editor, Katie Atkinson. Oh, hey, Keith. Oh, hey. (laughs) How's it going? How are you?
1: I'm doing quite well. How are you? You're quite well.
0: (laughs) How long can I keep this up?
1: I don't know, but I'm not sure if I want to find out. (laughs) It's actually
0: kind of hurting, I should stop now. It's, like, so guttural. Um, The Billboard Pop Shop Podcast. Is nope. your- okay, no, okay, now. So, the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast <laughs> is your one-stop shop for all things pop on Billboard's weekly charts. In addition, you can always count on a lively discussion about the week's big pop news, fun chart stats and stories, and guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop. Uh, this week on the show, we've got an interview with Andre Day. Uh, we actually talked to her backstage at the Billboard Music Awards, and she was, as Katie might say, delightful. Delightful. She was delightful. Lovely. Um, we gave her a sandwich.
1: We did. We fed her.
0: We That's fed what we do her. here at the pop shop. <laughs> um, um. Uh. You know. She. She was. Uh. She really was probably one of the the nicest folks that we talked to.
1: Yeah, it's the second time I've talked
0: to her, and I've had the same great experience every time I speak with her. So. So, um, stick around for that later on. Um, plus we've got uh chart updates and chart news, uh, tidbits. About um Drake. <laughs> Drake, huh? Drake. Heard of him? <laughs> um <laughs> Nick Jonas, the Hamilton cast album, uh, Sia and Kent Jones. Oh. So yeah, we've got some new names in the mix. Yeah. It's not just all about Drake this week. <laughs> um but first before we get started, if you enjoy the podcast, subscribe to the show on iTunes so you won't miss an episode, and give us a rating or review while you're at it. If you have any questions for us, feel free to tweet us at keith underscore caulfield or kt atkinson and if you want to explore more podcasts from billboard visit itunes.com slash billboard podcast if you'd like to hear more of keith's voices (laughs) if if you'd (laughs) like to hear more of my voices maybe not that one so know. what's up with Drake, Keith? What is up with Drake? <laughs> uh, thank you. Thanks Thanks for the transition. Well, Drake's views is still... Still... Number one on the Billboard 200 Albums chart. It earned 121,000 equivalent album units in the week ending June 16th, of course, according to Nielsen Music. That was actually down 10% for the week. Um, it's not eroding very quickly, mm. mind you. So that's why it's holding on so well. Of course, it's also a monster on streaming services. Yeah. There's that thing, too. <laughs> um What's interesting about the fact that it's number one is now Views is the first album by a man to spend seven consecutive weeks at number one in nearly 16 years. Wow. Uh, Eminem's The Marshall Mathers LP was the last one to do so in terms of just an album by a dude with seven weeks in a row. In a row, yeah. Um, It racked up eight total weeks at number one all in a row. Okay. um, Between June and July of 2000. So one more week to tie – Two to break. Right. Now, um... And then there's probably people before Eminem then. Um, well, the the last album to spend any, like, seven weeks in a row Mm -hmm. was actually Adele's 25. Okay. Um, and then the last album by a guy to spend more weeks at number one, regardless of whether they were in a row or Mm -hmm. not, was Eminem's Recovery. Oh, okay. Which spent seven non-consecutive weeks at number one back in 2010. Um... That said, it, it seems like Drake might be number one again next week. Yeah. Um, I'm jumping ahead. The Red Hat Chili Peppers released their new album last Friday, which is possibly looking at maybe a number one debut.
1: They've done some good press for it. They did James Corden Carpool Karaoke, which was obviously
0: a big hit. James Corden Shirtless. <laughs> yeah. Which yes. was probably why most people were, were tuning in. Yeah. <laughs> because uh, Because why not? Um, you know, after <laughs> after singing with Broadway stars, you then immediately get into the car with get Anthony Kiedis with, and uh, take uh, your hot shirt Gita off. Peppers, yeah, that's what I would do. <laughs> um, I would feel woefully inadequate getting in the car with Anthony Kiedis and Flea and be like, "Yeah, I'll take my shirt off." Yeah, but he did it, and but that's why James it. Corden is James Corden. You gotta you gotta admire a man. It's just like <laughs> I'm gonna do it for the comedy. Um, yeah. So the Chili Peppers album could possibly have a shot at number one, but right now I think Drake might have the edge as i mentioned earlier because drake's album isn't eroding that quickly right so it kind of depends on how the week shakes out um but if the chili peppers do hit number one it'll be their second number one album um and then of course if Views is number one it'll have the longest run for a man well in a long time was the chili peppers californication their other number one what was their other number one album that is a great question katie
1: I like to ask you things that aren't in
0: front of you. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't (laughs) actually. uh, We'll figure that out in just a moment. Uh Um, But let's get to the other stuff on the Billboard 200 albums chart. Nick Jonas this week debuts at number two with "Last Year Was Complicated." You know, last year was it was complicated. It was a complicated year. (laughs) Um, He and actually, this is his highest charting album uh, outside of the Jonas Brothers. Um, For him, I think some people consider this his second solo album. I think most people consider it his. Like, third or fourth? If you're counting the administration? Well, there's the administration. Then he had that... I think he had an album even before that that maybe was released, like, quasi-independently through Christian stores oh. a million years ago. Like, when he was a child. Man. Not even sure if Was counts. it pre-Jonas Brothers? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Like, it was basically, like, when he was, like... The Jonas Brothers, I think, were kind of assembled around him. Because yeah.
1: I knew he was, like, on Broadway in Les Mis as a, as a kid, and yeah. he was, like, the musician. And then it's like, oh, they could probably help out,
0: too. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, you have brothers, <laughs> and they sing and dance and play instruments right. too. My, my, why yes. <laughs> so, so anyway, Nick's album last year was complicated. Debuts at number two. Um, That surpasses the peak of his Who I Am album, which was, of course, the one with the administration. That peaked at number three. And the number six peak of his self-titled debut album, which was his last album, the one that had Chains and Jealous and so forth.
1: The Um, breakthrough solo
0: album. The breakthrough album. Yeah. Um, So the new album actually starts with 66,000 equivalent units, of which 47,000 were in traditional album sales. Um, And that actually beats – the uh sales debut of his last album which started with 37,000 wow but uh, of course who i am actually started with 82,000 so of course that was a different time it was kind of a long time (laughs) ago six years ago anyway um (laughs) and you know if you're wondering the jonas brothers have had actually two number one albums on the billboard 200 chart a little bit longer and lines vines and trying times you you loved that that album title (laughs) last week when we were talking about it (sighs) um elsewhere on the Billboard 200, the Hamilton cast album has a huge jump. Well, I mean, not huge, but Huge, relatively speaking. It goes 13 to 3 on the Billboard 200 albums chart after the uh, big night it had at the Tony Awards on June 12th, where it won 11 Tony Awards. And it was basically the Hamilton show. we talked about this for the past show and a half, probably. But, I mean, they they opened the show, they closed the show, they performed in the middle of the show, they won almost every award possible on the show. It was kind of Hamilton's evening. Hamiltonies. The, the ratings were up uh, this year as mm-hmm. well. So all of that promotion uh, led to the big jump on the chart. It's the first week in the top 10 for the Hamilton album, um, and it is the highest charting cast album since 2011. The Book of Mormon. Book of Mormon, also hit number three mm-hmm. the week after the Tony Awards. And uh, in the last 50 years, only three cast albums have even reached the top 10. Man. Um, Book of Mormon and Hamilton and Hair.
1: I think that they're in pretty good company then. Yeah, to say the very least. I mean,
0: three, three, three—you uh, know—phenomenon, phenomenally su- successful um, shows. Yeah, um, and Hamilton is a like a pop culture phenomenon yeah. too. So, um, I, I, I would have loved to have seen Hamilton go higher. I would have loved to have seen it go to number two,
1: and maybe just edge out the last yeah. best performer. Because, yes,
0: because then you could say it's the highest. We love cast records here at since Billboard. You know when Hair was number one, but. We don't. We can't. <laughs> we can't say that. Because Nick Jonas was slightly more popular Yes, this, week. this happens. Unfortunately. Um, unfortunately for Hamilton.
1: I do have some Red Hot Chili Peppers numbers
0: if you're interested. Hey. You know, if we, if we just <laughs> Revisiting. Kept, If we just kept kept talking for a little bit. Uh,
1: well, uh, the last one was actually Stadium Arcadium. Oh, yeah, of course. In 2006. Or their only other number one, I should say. Or their only number one at this <clears throat> point, because we will find out what the other one ends
0: up at. I think that's probably surprising to a lot of people that would assume uh, they've had lots of number one albums
1: I, it was surprising to me i can tell you that they had two number twos oh by the way and californication i'm with you oh see i would californication guessed. was three blood sugar sex magic was three one hot minute was four i mean like they're man. they were just just missing out on a lot of
0: albums so man, I, I i i think when i um i caught on to the chili peppers i think when everyone else did well at least of my under gym, the bridge well uh actually slightly before that okay with um the mother's milk album okay with um they did a cover of stevie wonder's higher Higher ground Ground. yeah and i was like and it was they were all over mtv Mm -hmm. and i was like wow this is cool and then when uh, give it away under the bridge Mm -hmm. all that stuff came out i was just like whoa and then i i was blood sugar sex magic is such such a a classic yeah so good so good um (laughs) So anyway, um, well, we'll see how the chili peppers turn out. Uh, we'll see if the peppers can be a pepper and go to number one. I don't know what that was. Um, uh, speaking of Hamilton and Broadway stuff, as we were talking about a second ago, Katie, did you hear the uh, What the World Needs Now is Love uh, Broadway for Orlando all-star charity single?
1: Yeah, um, checked it out Monday morning uh, when it came out. Um, it is full of... You know, huge Broadway stars. Yeah, so lin Manuel Miranda, mm-hmm. Joel Gray,
0: uh, who else? Uh, Tommy Toon, Cheetah Rivera.
1: Sarah uh, Brellis and Carol King of both of the beautiful musical. Yeah. And uh, Gloria Stefan and Whoopi Goldberg and Dina Menzel and Kristen Bell together. And yeah, it was just, it was delightful. I mean, it was the nice thing about it. They started with a really inspirational message, um, to all the victims of Orlando. And then the song, I mean, it's it's such like an uplifting, positive song and message. And um, I think that they just did such a good job of not making it – they could have made it a sad or emotional ballad, whatever, but they put the po- the
0: emphasis on the positive, and it's just beautiful. Accentuate the positive. Absolutely. Um, I watched the, – there's a video that goes with it, um, and um, it's for sale on uh, both Broadway Records' website as well as – I'm sure Playbill can get you there, and I think it's on iTunes now mm-hmm. by this point. Um, but I honestly – at towards the end, like in the last like minute of the song, when um, they have all the different sort of uh, amazingly voiced divas coming in to do, yeah. ah, I got chills. Oh my goodness! I was like, oh my god, I'm feeling all the feels right now. Yep. Um, because it's just, it's just, you know, um, cha- all star charity singles are difficult to pull off. Yes, and they can go awry really fast. Um, and it's difficult to critique these because everyone's hearts are in the right place Mm -hmm. but sometimes um i think if you just take a step back and say i'm just going to look at this with a critical eye and put aside the um you know the good intentions Mm -hmm. and say we are the world 25 was a wonderful idea but it could have been better executed sure this song when you get so many amazing vocalists in one room together, um, it's just stunning. And there are so many people I didn't I was unfamiliar with. Mm-hmm. I was like, I have no idea who oh, I'm I know. I kind of wanted some names yes. on the on the video. Like to flash on. I mean yeah. they they um like there were so many people I
1: recognized or knew or yes. some people I heard like uh Jesse Mueller, I heard her voice and that's how I recognized her. She was wearing like a backward baseball cap and had headphones on and and I was like, wait, who is that? And the minute she, like, belted out her line, I was like, oh,
0: it's Jesse Mueller from Waitress and Beautiful. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, my, um, my sort of ignorance of a lot of musical theater is sort of shows its, shows its colors there. Um, and despite the fact that I know a little bit about, you know, Broadway and stuff, mm-hmm. there were still a lot of people I didn't know. But that does not take away any of the impact of the song because all those people are incredibly talented, huge stars on Broadway, and in the theater world um and also it's a wonderful cause i mean also at the same so- at the same time it's just a, it's a it's a great recording that's the thing it's a it's, good it's, song it's just, it's just like you want to just like buy it because it's good uh-huh. not just because it's, you're giving money to charity and
1: like to think that they, this idea you know formulated over a couple of days they got all these people in the room was it wednesday or thursday last week and it might have then been even it's completely yeah. turned around you know by today with like you know this beautiful production where they took all, I mean, I can't even imagine the material they had to work with if all these huge stars recorded, you know, solo vocals oh, and a yeah. group vocal
0: and somebody had to make those choices and whoever did that made the right choices. Yeah. Um even even one of our uh before we move on, uh one of our faves, uh Joshua Colley? Coley, um in Miscast that Broadway thing, mm-hmm. he was one of the the three little boys mm-hmm. who sang the the Schuyler sisters mm-hmm. uh the work song. Um he And he was on Maya and Marty. Yes. He was one of the little boys in there. And he was in the chorus of What the World Needs Now. Was I didn't even
1: notice him. Now I have to watch it was again. like,
0: hey, it's a little boy. <laughs> um, oh, Wait, I have one more thing, too. Yeah, yeah. You were saying, like, how amazing
1: these vocalists are. But the other thing about a group, like, a group of Broadway stars is there's some people who aren't the powerhouse vocalists that are these incredible actors mm. who can bring this emotion to it. Um, you know, there are people, like, you watch this video, and some people just, like, kill you with the way they like emoted a line you know like i it's just
0: spectacular everyone should go check that out so go watch it buy it buy
1: it proceeds all go to
0: help victims of orlando and their families yeah all the 100 percent of the proceeds from the sale of the song benefit the glbt community center of central florida um let's move on to the billboard hot 100 we've got some news some actually exciting news on the hot 100 this week um yes drake is still number one with one dance We have that. Um, (laughs) It's number one for a total of six weeks now. The exciting stuff actually happens towards the bottom of the top ten, where both Sia and Kent Jones hit the top ten with their latest singles. Uh, Sia reaches the top ten with Cheap Thrills featuring Sean Paul, which jumps 13 to 8. It's the first uh, uh, top ten for Sia since uh, Chandelier reached number eight, um, she also reached the top 10 as a featured artist on Flo Rida's Wild Ones, hmm. which went to number five. And, and Titanium. David of course, David Gutta's Titanium, yeah. which went to number seven. And both of those were back in 2012. Excuse me. Um, so I think it's great how Sia's album, and we talked about this before, is that the album started off with Alive was the first single. And that didn't quite set the world on fire. Right. And sometimes, you know... You know, you you think, well, there will be another single that'll come mm-hmm. along, and maybe that'll change things. And you know, most of the time, that doesn't happen. Sometimes it does, and C.O., they made it work. Uh huh. With this song, and I'm I,
1: glad that it that Alive, not lighting the world on fire, didn't stop the album
0: and its tracks because Cheap Thrills is such a great single. And that sometimes happens. You know, sometimes the 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 bottom drops out on mm-hmm. something, and the the label may give up, or the artist gives up, or the promotion staffs give mm-hmm. up, and they don't want to do it anymore, but they clearly felt like this was going to work. They were right. They were, <laughs> <laughs> and and they kept on going. Um, it's and a then, great song. And in the top ten, Kent Jones gets his first top ten with "Don't Mind," which jumps eleven to nine. Uh, you like the song? Oh right? yeah,
1: and it's like one of those songs that comes out of nowhere, an artist who comes out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. You know, like maybe people don't even know the name Kent Jones, but you might have already heard the song. I'm fairly, un- I'm like super fairly unfamiliar. So it's like a very multicultural song. Like that he, the chorus of it has him uh, speaking in different languages, and it's just got a great beat. It's got, it's kind of a tropical vibe. To call it an R and B song is even a little weird. Like you know, when you hear it, it's. I mean it's a pop song and mm-hmm. obviously that's showing with how people are responding to it and
0: it's climbing up the chart. Is this the is this a uh, there's a tra- I'm I'm thinking was this one of those songs that's been kind of like a slow burn thing Oh been, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, and um our coworker Gail,
1: has written, you know, about Kent Jones and Amaya, um who manages the R&B charts. That's where I keep hearing this name and he just keeps climbing up. But yeah, the the chorus of the song is like "Hola, ¿cómo está?" She said konnichiwa. Like, the whole thing is, like, all in different languages.
0: Okay. It's really fun. Um, Well, uh, Gary Trust, in his story online, uh, you know, reporting on the Hot 100, uh, says that the song interpolates the late R&B legend Barry White's Practice What You Preach, which actually hit the top 20 back in 1994. And we have a quote from Kent saying that he's a huge Barry White fan. Um, so he had to pay homage. And he says, I just like everything and everybody and I like being able to introduce myself. I love to know how to speak to people no matter where they're from. That's the basis of the song basis of the so song. Fun. To tap a nerve into each demographic culture. So if he can reach a little bit of you with the Kennichiwa then I
1: mean great. and it's it it's kinda given me a little bit of a reminder of maybe somebody named Omi from last summer.
0: Hey oh you know. This Could this be the song of the little summer? A
1: little international
0: flair. You know, it, we'll see. This could be the surprise song of the summer. Um, well, that's the big exciting news on the Billboard Hot 100 this week. Make sure you stay tuned to all of Gary Truss's uh, coverage of the Hot 100 throughout the week, including his Hot 100 chart moves that will be coming out later on in the week, probably on Thursday. Um, I think now it is time for our guest interview with Andre Day. Let's do
1: it. Um we caught up with her at the at the Billboard Music Awards last month, actually. Yeah, we've been um, holding on to
0: this one. For holding a, on to it. We, we, we you know, we, we're we we're, we're letting them out. We're teasing them out. <laughs> and we're finally letting this one out into the world.
1: Uh, you know, she broke through in 2015 with Rise Up, which was nominated for Best R&B Performance at the Grammys. And she also was nominated for Best R&B Album for her debut album, Cheers to the Fall. Not too shabby. And, you know, the reason why it's perfect timing to roll this out right now is because she's up for three BET Awards this weekend. What a
0: nice coincidence. Oh. Oh, look at how that, worked, how that out. worked out!
1: Um, she's actually up for the Best New Artist prize, the Centric Award, and the big one, Best Female R&B slash Pop Artist, where she'll be competing against K. Michelle, Rihanna,
0: Beyonce, and Adele. <laughs> so, so yeah, those are so, some names. I'm sure she's probably sitting there if when you when you hear this interview, I'm sure she's probably sitting there going, "Yeah, I'm just, yeah, huh." <laughs> Yeah. Hey, yeah, as you'll hear in her interview, she is like very
1: incredulous about all her success she, and accolades
0: and she's so humble. Yes. Which is good.
1: Yes. And uh just to note that this interview took place um in May and it was before Andra performed at Hillary Clinton's She's With Us concert in LA. And now here is our lovely conversation with Andra Day. day to the Billboard thank Pop Shop you. podcast. Thank you so much oh, for we, having me. Oh, we deliver Yay. sandwiches at the Pop Shop podcast. delivered me a box lunch.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Woohoo! Thank you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so it's been such a massive breakthrough year for you. Oh, thank um, you. The success of Rise Up has just been, you know. Oh, thank you. <laughs> like just crazy, mm-hmm. and the commercial was Stevie Wonder, and you're mm-hmm. performing for Tony Bennett tonight. Yes, I am. It's mm-hmm. just there's so many. Yeah. Are these all things? That's <laughs> what
2: I do. <laughs> like, yeah.
1: No yeah, that's my that's life. Why
2: I laugh when I hear stuff. I'm like. <laughs> I was like did they just run out of people or something is that what Wait, did they, did no did no one else well, no right. maybe maybe like, you didn't have like bono wasn't <laughs> like somebody amazing to do this no i think okay. that you're actually very talented <laughs> oh, and uh,
1: they want to see you <laughs> thank you um but what has it been like for you just to you know just have all of these things one after another happen this year uh,
2: it's i mean it's been cool you know it's it's been definitely a roller coaster i think that's like an understatement you know but it's cool i'm kind of a living day-to-day, moment-by-moment moment type of person. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's not... I've just been grateful for everything. It's 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 great, and it's, it's really great, actually, to see the song resonate with people and kind of do what I hoped that it would do when we decided to put it on the album. And, you know, I tell people I've met... It's been amazing. We've done the Grammys, the White House. We're doing, you know, this Tony Bennett's birthday tonight. But I've met more people who've been struggling with, like, cancer and depression in my life in the last year than I have in my entire life. And it's not... Depressing, you know what I mean? They're like, "Hey, this is really helping me." So it's cool to see that you can really impact people in that way. And I think that's what's been
1: most rewarding about the process. That's incredible! It's yeah, been crazy the power God. of music.
2: Yes, 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 got it. Mm-hmm.
1: And you actually just got some nominations for bt Awards this week yeah. as well. Yeah. Congratulations! <laughs> Thank you. Just Thank adding you very to much. the nomination. That was another
2: one where I was like, "They ran out of." Must have been running low on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like uh, no, it's incredible. I'm so three. I was like, wow, it's so that's crazy. Massive. But they've been very supportive, very, very supportive. I'm I mean,
1: just gonna keep listening to your accomplishments, and <laughs> uh, you have the Hillary Clinton concert coming up in June. Yes, She's yes, with yes. us. Why was that an important thing for for you to do? Uh,
2: you know what? Um, I definitely do support her. You know what I mean? And I think it's just, I think to have a different perspective in the White House with someone who has experience as well too, and, and looks at things differently. And you know, <laughs> there are some other also. <laughs> Mitigating alternatives reasons, right? <laughs> There's some alternatives that are a little, little scary, is that <laughs> right to say the very least? I don't know what you're Let's talking about. Right I have no right idea what here. you're talking about. <laughs> But um, you know, so it was important for me to go out and to show that I, you know, support her—not just from afar, but I'm, I'm here and I'm present and I'm supporting as well too. You know,
1: absolutely. And since it's been such a big first year for you, we actually had a little game of first. Oh, okay, I'll pass the right. mic over. Okay.
2: It's,
0: it's a very, it's a very low pressure game. Okay. <laughs> it's called uh, the very first time. Okay.
2: That sounds like it's, it's so not, much it's pressure. not what you think all right uh, see,
0: it's already it's your publicist is already lingering like what are they gonna ask <laughs> um so uh, basically it's like first time uh questions like okay. what was the first time that you heard of a song of yours on the radio?
2: Oh, okay, the first time I heard a song of mine on the radio, I was in San Diego and we were doing radio promo, and that's where I'm from that's my hometown and uh and so that was, they They told me they were like, okay, go outside and we have something to show you. And so I'm sitting in my car and I was like, what do you have to show me? We have yeah. to go. We're on a schedule. And then it starts to play and I was like, wow. And I, I literally, like, really had to try to not cry in that moment because it was, you know, what flashes in your mind? All of the, the, Sitting on the beach In San Diego Passing out a little Demo tape That was horribly produced And going to House studios All throughout the city You remember all that When that happens You know So it was amazing Wow
0: Um, What was the first album You bought?
2: The first album I bought Was probably The Miseducation Of Lauryn Hill Because I was I couldn't really afford To buy CDs Or albums So I was like Record and play on oh, the little tape player, that. you know, right? <laughs> where you only, you just miss the first miss part the first of the 10 song seconds. always. Damn it. Oh, it. kills me every time. Um,
0: <laughs> what was the first celebrity that you met where you were starstruck?
2: The first celebrity I met. And Steve, it
0: was st- probably Stevie Wonder, I'm assuming. Because you yeah. met, like, oh, yeah. his wife. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that great story.
2: <laughs> that was it, pretty much. And yeah. I think I'm still starstruck every time I see him. But he's so good at making you feel like you're just family. And so. My mind just sort of tucks away that he's Stevie Wonder, but it was absolutely Stevie. hundred percent.
0: Got two more and then we'll mm-hmm. let you go. What did you do with your first like first paycheck or first big payday? Like did you go did you buy like like did you pay your did you buy something for your parents? <laughs> Look, did I'm you? like,
2: what big payday? Wait <laughs> for, we're still working on that. We're still in music, right? No, I'm kidding, right no, now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
0: right? We're um, working on that. We're getting there.
2: No, you know what? I d I don't know that I um I don't know that I did anything specific. I mean, it was, I, I, like I said, it's been a, a slow process, you know. So, what I, whenever I do, I always just try to help my You're parents. You're like, I out haven't had time to go eat. home yet. Yeah, I was like, I haven't done that. But I'm always helping my parents and my family with whatever they need. yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us, oh, Andrew. We you. really I appreciate it. it. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you guys. You would tell me your heart aches. Now I understand the pain. Oh, I did. I let you drown.
1: Thanks so much to Andra Day for sitting down with us. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed that interview as much as mm-hmm. we enjoyed doing it because it was just so much fun. Hope she enjoyed that sandwich. Yes, and I hope you enjoyed the turkey sandwich, Andra. Yeah. I
0: mean, <laughs> we didn't buy it for you. Yeah. We just, you know. We walked over and picked up yeah. a, a box of lunch yeah. for you. <laughs> um, well, I think now it's time for our chart stat of the week. Yeah. So... This week, in 1985, Brian Adams' power ballad, Heaven, topped the Billboard Hot 100 chart back on June 22nd, 1985. It became his first of four number ones, and he also hit the top with Everything I Do, I Do It For You, All For Love, and Have You Ever Really Loved A Woman? Uh, Katie, what's the common thread through all these songs, of course, aside from being number one and by being from... You know, Brian Adams.
1: Hmm. Looking.
0: I, uh, looking
1: for, looking for commonalities. (laughs)
0: Uh Um,
1: is it a songwriter that they
0: have in common? No, no. Um. Sort of, kind of a more general thing. Oh,
1: interesting. I mean, love songs? No. I mean,
0: (laughs) true, they are all love songs. That's, that's, that that is. I went a little too general That's not what I was looking for. (laughs) All Um, right. Hook me up with it. What is it? Um, they are all from films.
1: Oh, look at that! Okay, I can name some of them. Like everything I do, I do it for you. Was from the Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves soundtrack. Correct. Um, have you ever really loved a woman? Was that um. What is that? I think it was from Don Juan DeMarco. I was going to say Desperado, so I was on the right track. DeMarco, Desperado, you know. Um, But
0: the other two, I don't know. All for Love was from The Three Musketeers. Oh, yes. I did know that, actually. Um, And All for Love was an all-star collaboration with Sting and Rod Stewart. Mm -hmm. Now, Heaven, it's it's easily forgivable if you don't remember the film. Okay. The film was called A Night in Heaven. Nope. Starring uh, (laughs) Leslie Ann Warren and Christopher Atkins as a male stripper okay who was also her student oh Ooh is la this la is worth checking
1: out keith should i should i revisit this classic
0: well um, <laughs> <laughs> classic is an interesting word to use um it's it's not a terribly good film fair enough um it's it's and in fact in fred bronson's book uh, number 1 hits book uh, fred bronson is a freelancer for billboard and of course used to be our chartbeat editor Um, Fred wrote about all of our number ones on Hot 100 and in his book he talked about how um, you know when Brian wrote the song Heaven for the movie he was commissioned to write it Mm -hmm. he read the script he wasn't terribly impressed wrote it anyways then um, they really liked the song film was done they showed it to him he was even I think less impressed then and basically he did it as a favor Mm. Um, and they put it onto the movie into the soundtrack and this was before Brian Adams became big with like, you know, like Summer Run to You 69. and Summer of 69. Yeah. And then suddenly he blew up. Oh, wow. And Heaven wasn't a single. It was just an album cut. And there was a, like, finally, like radio stations basically just started playing Heaven on their own. Wow. And turned it into a single. Man. So despite the fact that this song was written for kind of a not very good movie about a male stripper who has an affair with his teacher um and there you go that's your your chart stat of the week (laughs) Ah. there's your chart stat of the week this week in 1985 brian adams heaven hit number one on the billboard hot 100 um well i think i think i think we're done for the week well what if i have a great song for us to go out on um is it gonna be heaven Sort of Sort of <laughs> um,
1: uh, The DJ Sammy Remix of Heaven Oh
0: the The dancey Up-tempo Yes version. exactly That was actually a, a hit on the Billboard charts
1: Yeah and sadly I knew that song Before I knew Brian Adams Heaven So oh. there's a fun Fact about me But you know We went back And I learned The it's other song It's all about too. music
0: Discovery <laughs> It works in weird ways Indeed You know I learned About you know We learned about Heaven being used In the movie At a male stripper and Yeah Now we learned About a dance Remix of Heaven Which led you To the original It's Heaven. all about Learning Keith It's all about Learning all right, we'll see you guys next week.
1: Bye, bye. you
2: Protect your dream home with American family insurance. And you can weather any storm.